This is Three People in Your Head, a podcast about getting the best out of yourself and others, co-hosted by Matt Taylor and myself, John Fleming, sponsored by the International Transactional Analysis Association and the European Association for Transactional Analysis. This episode was a first for us as it was recorded in front of a live audience. The setting was in Cardiff, And it was the annual conference for the UK Association for Transactional Analysis, which took place a couple of months ago. John and I and our four guests were on stage in front of around 200 attendees opening the conference. The theme of the conference was transactional analysis, one theory applied in four fields. So I think it's appropriate just to give a bit of background for listeners not so familiar with what we're talking about here. Firstly, I want to say that one of the aims of the podcast is to promote communication and collaboration within the TA community, as well as to promote TA on the whole. And this panel discussion is a reflection of that aim. Transactional analysis, or TA, is a psychosocial model that covers pretty much the whole human experience, so it's very comprehensive. If you're looking for change, TA has something to say about it. Though it was initially only applied in psychotherapy, TA now has four fields, and these are counselling, educational, organisational and psychotherapy, sometimes simply denoted as CEO or P, and you'll hear this in the intros. If you want to know more about each field, you'll find our earlier episodes quite helpful. You just need to look at the titles and see which field they cover. The four panellists, one from each field, are all TSTAs, which stands for Teaching and Supervising Transactional Analysts, or if there's a P in front of that, PTSTAs, that means provisional. And this means that they're qualified to teach TA. So the question we posed to the panel was, what does the future of transactional analysis look like across the four fields? Now, there's an important note here. Twice during the recording, John and I invited questions and comments from the audience for the panel to discuss. However, due to technical limitations on the day, we weren't able to record their questions Instead, John and I repeat what was shared, and you'll hear that, and I've made that clear for this podcast. We really enjoyed this conversation, and we think it's an important one. We really hope you enjoy. Thank you for bearing with us, everybody. We're about to get going. So we're going to start with a round of introductions from our panelists. So, Nicole, if I could come to you first to say a little bit about yourself, where you come from, your role. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having me, first of all. I'm uh, Nicole Lenner. I'm a PTSDA, as you can see, in the counselling field. I'm situated near Hamburg, so in the north of Germany, and I run a TA training group with a focus on counselling, but also organisational people in there and educational people at times. So it's a rather mixed group, and I'm up and about internationally as well, so I'm very pleased to be here and bear with me if my language might be a bit strange for you because I'm not native English, although I love to speak English. That's great. Thank you very much, that, Nicole. Will you? That's perfect yeah. for now, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Debbie. Hi, John. Hi, everyone. I'm Debbie Robinson. I'm a TSTA in the organisational field. I live and work in Suffolk and I also lead a programme in organisational TA at the Burn. And uh, Paul and I work together and we offer courses internationally as well as locally. And I work with mainly medium-sized organisations rather than the really huge ones. Okay, great. Thank you, Debbie. Karen? Hello, everybody, and to my friends and colleagues here. I'm Karen Minikin and I'm in the psychotherapy field. I'm a TSTA and I live round the corner on the edge between Somerset and Devon and I live and work down there as well. Nice. Beautiful. Mm. Paul. Hi John. Hi everybody. I'm Paul Robinson, married to Debbie and we we both actually live in in near Ipswich. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) So far. So far. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we run programmes together. I'm a, a PTSDA E and I work with people mostly on personal development, and I do a lot of co-creative TA with Nicole and Bev and Tryon and James and Berit. We've done the Eucartus 
workshops and things. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Time for our question. So the question is, what does the future of TA look like across the four fields? That's a big question. So whoever would like to open up and share some thoughts, and then we'll just get into a flow of a discussion and see where it leads. Shall I start again? As we That'd be great. Um, yeah, so what does the future of TA look like across the four fields? Uh, when I read the question, to be very honest, or the theme, my first, very first reaction was, I can't be bothered less. And that's so interesting, I thought, because what's that? What's that reaction of, why do I think, well, no, I don't want to be occupied with that. And it, in inquiring myself about that reaction, I found out that I really, really care. And mm -hmm. therefore, I'm really happy to, to be here. Mm. And yeah, I'm interested to probably share a bit of this. Why was that first reaction? Oh, I don't want to really be involved in that or I don't care. And yeah, I do care largely. And coming from the counseling field, and I don't know if people know in the room that in Germany, the counseling field has the most members. So it's the biggest field. Really? Uh, whereas awesome. in, in the UK, it's psychotherapy mm. field and in the world. <coughs> but in Germany, it's the biggest field. So what does the future look like? If I'm dreaming, I think the future looks like like this. We're sitting <laughs> together, Great. we're exchanging uh, yeah. the potential and the resources that we have and bring yeah. in the different fields and we're sharing and we're learning from each other and we're connecting. So that's probably enough for a first segment. Mm, fantastic. Sounds Thank good. you. Debbie, do you want to share some thoughts next? Yeah, I found that really interesting, Nicole, because... When I started thinking about the future, I got really excited mm. because I think some of the changes we've been through societally in the last few years, pandemic, war, those sorts of issues, as well as the way in which organisations are changing, it suddenly felt like actually this may be a moment for TA to really blossom. Mm -hmm. You know, that humanistic societal approach I think could just be so valuable at the moment mm. Mm. Karen Car yeah because he Karen smiling <laughs> oh from optimism to the despair of the psychotherapy field <laughs> we we do like our despair um, I guess as a psychotherapist in order to think about the future we like to dig down and look at the past yeah. And think about the origins and the birth and all of those sorts of things. So thinking about the origins of psychotherapy generally, we go to Freud and then my mind goes to Bern and two Jewish men living on the margins, fighting to get into the center, but still finding themselves pushed back to the margins. And I think that that is some of our joint history really in this field and something I think that all four of us can relate to the experience of feeling on the margins and struggling to get heard so you know onwards comrades <laughs> <laughs> fantastic Paul what are your thoughts I'm just trying to think what they are I've, I've, I've heard all the differences I think it's interesting for me because although I'm educational I don't necessarily think of myself as educational yeah, because I do personal development mm. and that can be for people who are teachers or trainers or work in organisations. So I, I don't think of my education as my field, although I've got a, an E label. Mm. And I think what the thing that we all do is we all do therapy. We do it in a different way. Mm. Because therapy is a change in a frame of reference. As in the impact is therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So by definition, we all support people to learn and change. And that changes their frame of reference. Yeah. When you learn something, your frame of reference changes. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I've been pondering the question this week. And I think that's where I got to as well in terms of people change when they're around transactional analysts, especially when they're paying for their services. And 
for me, it's that idea of the, the different ways in which we invite change. When you shared then, I thought of Giles Barrow's comment that good education is therapeutic and mm. good therapy always has some education, something like that. <laughs> Misquoting Giles, sorry Giles. But um, the thing that came up for me was the idea of teams working together. Mm. And I thought, how powerful the four different fields working together. And I think that's interesting because when I was thinking about it, and apologies to some people, but the idea of football came up for me. <laughs> um, and uh, it's like we have these different roles on the field. And if we were all goalkeepers, there wouldn't be a game of football. Mm -hmm. But all of us need to play off one another and, and inform one another to actually deliver this brilliant thing called TA. And so my practice is informed by, you know, the therapy that came via Burn and, and some of the therapy theories that are being developed now. But it's also about how do people learn? And it's also about how do I empower the individual? So I think it is about us all being on that field and passing and playing the game together, as in a positive game. I really... <laughs> I really like what you're saying, Debbie, because in some ways, I think what you spoke to, Paul, when you opened up was the commonality between the fields, which is that we all have the capacity to be therapeutic. Mm. Um, but what you're also talking about is honoring our differences mm. because, you know, we need the specialisms and we need that focus to get the depth from each of our fields so that we can share. And of course, I, I guess Byrne really realized that because, you know, of his original writings, mm. this is perhaps why in some ways the bit of optimism that I can kind of yeah. just about yeah. give is, <laughs> uh, is, is, is that the birth of TA did include organizational and psychotherapy and group work. So, you know, it was all there. And of course, he came with an educational ethos as well, which is why he wanted the language to be understandable. So we kind of need to find a way of continuing uh, the work, really, in specializing as well as holding our commonality. And visual. For yeah. me, that's one of the most powerful things in terms of the communication. Mm. Is that what the future of TA looks like then across the four fields, us really sorting out what are the differences and what are the commonalities? Because we've just entered into a discussion about that prompted by the question. And it sounds like while there is some clarity, there also at times isn't. And mm. for the counselling field, as much as I perceive that or feel that, there is a need within the counselling field to really become more crisp about who are we, what are we doing? Because when people say, oh, that's the counselling field, sometimes they say, well, this is to strengthen people's resources. Yeah, I know counsellors who work as therapeutic counsellors yeah. doing therapeutic work, entering through looking for resources. And I know counsellors who are social workers working with mm. children in very peculiar situations, so they are closer to the educational field. Mm. So there's a very broad variety of different professions within the counselling field, mm. and it feels a bit probably on the margins, the counselling field, with mm. who are we? So there is, uh, I don't really have a clear identity as oh, I'm a counsellor because I was trained by psychotherapists. I work in organisations as a PTSD, I'm an educator. So I sort of feel like, yeah, that C behind the PTSD. But what does that mean? I do counseling with people, I do coaching. So the crispness, I think, and be clear, be, um, and I, I notice that I'm talking about crispness not being crisp. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what's interesting for me when you share is the idea of a midfielder. And then what I thought of in football, <laughs> sorry, I'm back on football. We're stuck with the football analogy. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, one of the things that came up for me when I was considering the work of the four fields, I thought about why is there only four? Are there gaps? <laughs> and maybe that's something that mm. you're speaking to, that the counselling field is doing a broad 
range. And from when we've spoken to various different councillors, in fact, Piotr's here, we did a podcast recently, and he was talking about the difference between maybe an expert in a particular field, mm. uh, being like a surgeon, an orthopedic surgeon working on a particular joint. And, and I like this particular illustration. He described counselling being like a physio with a more global understanding mm. of the biomechanics of a person. I guess my thought, my reflection is a couple of things. I'll edit this out. These long rambling questions. Um, <laughs> are there other fields that may need to be brought in? Is there only ever going to be four? And how does that work? How do we work with each other in that? <laughs> Sorry, that's a big one. Debate. Yeah, debate. <laughs> well, I think we, we're having difficulties to connect among four fields, so yeah. please don't, um, don't uh, introduce more than four. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm rather, I, I know Jarz uh, doesn't like to hear that, and he's not here, but he once said somewhere, uh, fields are for farmers. So... Um, <laughs> And and he doesn't like to be quoted with that. I know that we can edit so, that out. But but <laughs> I can relate to that somehow, and that's the thing that you pointed out, Karen, to account for the differences and you, Debbie, yeah. and account for the similarities. I think for the root of it all, and we're all doing TA, we're all yeah. TA, and it's good to look at different professions. But I would ask the opposite questions: Do we really need? need the clear boundaries between fields. I don't have an answer to that. But I think of Bern Schmidt's role theory, yeah. and then I go, yes, we do. <laughs> really? Mm, yeah, because there's something about the role in the field mm. that's very important for me. Psychotherapist is a particular role, and so on and so forth. And for, some, for me, that creates a really important delineation. Yeah, that's right. And in another way, I can see how the fields are unhelpful. Mm. Um, but maybe if we could see the roles yeah. rather than the fields, that might be a, a more useful frame of reference. And I'd, I'd like to say, if this is for anybody listening, is that John has trained in pretty much all of them. Three. Very thoroughly, three. So you, you have a broad experience of that, probably more than all of us. Well, because I've trained in three, I've had to consider the role more, maybe, mm. because there's crossover and I'm trying to think well what, what am I doing now yeah but what we're talking about isn't it is is that struggle with differences yeah and how challenging it is because even within the fields there's different approaches and we don't always agree about that you know so there's tussles all around and I think those tussles are really important because they help to stretch our mm -hmm. uh, perceptions they help to create some tension they help us to think if we can have an open mind of course because we don't always we're not always successful in having an open mind with those differences but it's i think the future will depend on how well we dialogue over those differences mm, yeah. within the fields as well as between the fields yeah are we doing that now karen I think we're doing pretty okay. What do you think? Yes. And okay. are we doing it in the broader community? I don't know. With us, we're going to hear from them in a minute, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Paul, what do you think? Paul's the UK <laughs> chair. I think one of the, the things we, because we've got the four fields and we l label ourselves as a field, we forget the specialist knowledge that we need yeah. that's not TA. So if you're a social worker, is it a psychotherapy or is it an educator or is it an organisational or a counsellor? So we use TA, we all use TA, it's all the same models, it's all the same processes. We use it in a different context. Mm. And if you're working in organisations, and Nicole works in organisations, she needs to know some management and organisational theory and some leadership. Yeah. And if you work in organisations, it's the same. If you're working in education with educators and trainers, they all work in organisations. So to, to support them to do their job better and teach, they've got to be part of a school. They've got to be part of a bigger community. And they have to learn to get on with people as well as know how to teach. So I think it's about this, this professional role that we have that links back to what John says. Mm. And what do you need, what specialist knowledge as well as TA, do you need to fulfill that role in a good way, that professional role? And I think that's where the fields get mixed up with professional roles. Mm. And it's like 
pigeonholing people and square pegs and round holes. Yeah. And it doesn't always work. Debbie? And for me, it's the purpose. What's the purpose of the use of the TA? And when you've talked about that, you could have an organization and you could have it, somebody from every field go into that organization for a different purpose. And, you know, most people work in organizations. For me, the organizational field is about how does the system invite things? What's the contract with the system? And then that's different to people needing support, maybe because there are mental health issues in the organization. In which case, you know, that's not my skill set. So I think the purpose of the work is what requires the different skills. And as you say, it's a label. But uh, in terms of how do we differentiate when we go out there, it's about what is the need of the client? What is it in service of? That was a bit soapboxy. (laughs) No, it's great. (laughs) Soapboxy is okay. (laughs) I'm just thinking about my experience in working with dear friends and people and colleagues from other fields. For example, Beth sitting here from the psychotherapy field and we're doing workshops together very often. So how enriching it is to, to go into exchanging our experiences and sharing the field competence that we have in our profession and the purpose that we try to meet with our clients. And then that there is a richness there that is so beautiful and that I really love to to see more and yeah experience more mm. now i was thinking it might be an interesting point to invite reflection too great so we'd love to you hear mean, from mean, the you, audience you two, at this you two point sometimes think the same thing we do we do wow we're attuned Can't it's in the eye contact so, so yeah, anybody that wants to share a reflection on the conversation so far or make a comment, just pop your hands up and we've got two people in the audience. The two Mike. Sarahs, my wife Sarah and We have Sarah one person Rose. here, another there. In this part, the audience is sharing questions and comments and we're repeating them back. So Bev was talking about the fact that the first four letters of the field spells cope and cope means Bev to deal effectively with something difficult. And there was something in that for Bev, she was saying, around the importance of coming together. Yeah. Um, but also about that in our individual fields, that's really maybe what we're doing out there in the world. And right. uh, she also commented on how nice it was to see the four fields interacting in the way they are. Brilliant yeah. summary. Thanks. Another person? Thanks, Joel. The comment was about intersectionality and... um, The Equality Act. Yeah, Yeah. the Equality Act. And also the idea that inviting people within a role to have more freedom to roam or to expand their boundaries. Okay, Joel, great. Okay. Yeah, and there's many, many practitioners who've trained in multiple fields and qualified, uh, which often doesn't get talked about, which I think is an important aspect as well, as mm. there is many. And then there's the argument about whether people should need to train in each field in order to work in it, which I'm not going to comment on right now, but maybe the panel will discuss that afterwards. So thank you. We'll have I think one Vicky, more. Vicky uh, had her hand up here as well, Sarah. I didn't really get the football metaphor that Joel was... Oh, the, so the football metaphor was, it was about a defender who was given freedom to occupy other parts of ah, the pitch okay. and perform other roles and expand himself more than just the okay. defender position. Thank you. I don't know if I can recap that. I don't know if I can do it justice, uh, Vicky, but so maybe work with me on it. But um, I, I think you were talking about the parallel from what came up in the trainers meeting this morning, playing out here on stage, which is that there's a need for dialogue across the four fields. Am I with you? Yeah. And the importance at not just looking at the intersections between the four fields, but also the intersectionality of us as human beings in the world and our own lived experiences and differences that go with that. Did I actually? Great. Good Good job. So (laughs) I just want to check with the panel. Is that enough comments for us to continue talking about? Should we invite more co-creative approach this? Yeah, I'd like to speak to, obviously, the importance of the systemic that Vicky has reminded us about, which is about the significance and the importance of context and the experience of 
being alive and living in the communities that we do, which we all share with our own particular struggles and resources, mm. you know, because the struggles we have are also our resources. So the wider context, systemic to me means the wider context, as well as, as Vicky said, our, our histories, the way that we've got here, the road that we have traveled mm. to reach this point. Yeah. Is, is really what I was thinking of. And, and it's, it's like maybe we're kind of meeting here today and this conference at the crossroads, isn't it? With those roads, with those experiences that we've had. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I would like to add on to that, Karen, and to what you said, Vicky, is we are in a context in the world as well. Yeah. The world is yeah. changing. Not only TAE is changing and we are changing, but the world is a need for care from people from us as human beings and there is a, also the need for more social responsibility and that's what you're probably hinting at uh, Vicky as well is to really be more inclusive and I'm, I'm thinking of the common mission statement that has been formulated by a task force that was built from EATA and ITAA so a very beautiful collaboration that colleagues here in the room have been part of, such as Adrian Lee and myself, and it's been published in the EATA newsletter, and it's really beautiful, silver lining, common mission statement that is so important, okay. yeah. that captures that, that yeah. we as transactional analysts have a broader responsibility. Yeah. And I think when Karen was talking about relationship and dialogue, we often, and particularly in this setting, there will be lots of hugs and smiles. Mm. And actually, when you're rubbing shoulders with somebody, it can often feel more like sandpaper or really mm. abrasive. Mm. And so for me, it is about dialogue and relationship. And I think that's what will carry TA into the future. It will be mm. the, the structure and stability that comes from relationship mm. that will actually enable it to flourish. Mm. Mm. Great. I think just to add, obviously co-creative TA and the integrating adult and Keith Tudor. Keith has a great phrase, doesn't he? You can't change an unhappy childhood, but you can work to not let it influence you too much. Mm. Yeah, you can't change it, but you can look forward and not carry some of that negative stuff forward. And I think we're at a place this weekend is about mm. four fields coming together. Yeah. One theory, and, and we all use it in a different context. Yeah. And, you know, let's move forward together. Let's yeah. have a dialogue. Let's be positive. Yeah. And let's work together. And let's Celebrate. Fight. Celebrate. And let's fight to pick up what you said, Debbie. I think we will struggle. Mm. And we will, be, we will be of different opinions and we will have arguments. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I love mm. arguments. They carry the potential to come out the other end as changed and in a good way, hopefully. What I'm hearing is that in this dialogue, in relationship, then we need to address the tension and to name the felt sense mm. of what it's like to be a transactional analyst and not feel fully included. Yeah. It's something that a number of times with our counseling, especially our counseling podcast guests have mentioned this idea of, of feeling like, and I think Cornell wrote a paper, didn't he, where he talked about the second class TA citizens. Naming the elephant in the room, there's obviously stuff going on under the surface that may not be named but I'm well, bring it up now. So, um, <laughs> not so much under the surface, but very much there. Okay, yeah. So maybe we need to have a little conversation about that. You know, we've talked about having relationship, being in relationship, having dialogue. Is there anything else that needs to happen in order for the four fields and the future of TA to be great that we need to do in order for the four fields to have that felt sense of experience of belonging? So I think... Part of the core of what we do is help regulate our internal process, our emotions, our thinking, our feeling. And that process of regulation is something that we need to bring into the relationship. And, and part of relationship is that you do have ruptures. Yeah. And it's how do we keep the okayness in that rupture and then how do we come back together again after the rupture? Mm. And... <sighs> and how do we deal 
or what do we do if it's not possible to come back together after the rupture? There will be relation, or we all, or some of us might have experienced yep. that there is rupture that is not to be healed. I so, think yes. And how are we dealing with that? As TA people, we're saying we're inclusive and we're we're going with our kindness and da da da. I'm not discounting that. I love the concept. Yeah. And still, maybe we need to just remind ourselves of okay, okay, realistic. I think that's really important what you've said about acknowledging that sometimes we have ruptures that don't or can't or won't be repaired and it's painful. Mm, very yeah. much so. Very painful. We've had it at organizational levels. We've all had our own individual experiences as well, of course, with that. And the acknowledgement from that is really important, as well as the learning. And Debbie, you referred to okayness. I mean, it's maybe a bit of a bugbear of mine, but I'd like really like to see us bring that wording into the 21st century. <laughs> and for me, because it, it can feel or sound trite, yeah. And that's what I think you've also been addressing, that we mustn't be superficial with each other. Mm -hmm. And what does it really mean? Okayness means respect, it means equality, it means justice. Dignity. Those are the things that it stands for, and, and I, I prefer those words. It doesn't mean to be nice. Being kind <laughs> is not being nice. No. Yeah, mm. There is a difference. I wanted to clarify uh, something around when we talk about TA, what are we talking about? That's a uh, because I think we might make an assumption. <laughs> we all might make an assumption. What is it? You know, so there's TA, the body of social psychology theory. Mm -hmm. There's the TA community. And then there's the TA organizations. And there may be other elements mm -hmm. of TA that I haven't named. So I'd love to hear from each of you. Which one of those have we been talking about, do you think? So for me, TA is a social psychology. Mm. Yeah. That's what I've been talk, talking about. about and, yeah. and I accept those other frameworks and yeah. other systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Nicole? What comes up for me is a quote from Sari from Perlia. And I noticed that I have a frog in my throat. But interesting. <laughs> Good English saying. Is it the same in German? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the quote goes, when you ask TA people the world over, what is TA? They will say something like, it's a social psychology or it's a, it's a modality or whatever. But what they will also say, it changed my life. Mm. That's the quote. And that's very much speaking to me. Yeah. For me, it's a modality that is really useful to support people in on their path towards loving themselves accounting for their strength and their resources and thus be social responsible awake beings in the community mm. great yeah. what about you paul i think it's a positive psychology mm. so i i like it because it is so positive mm. and it's so helpful and it enables you to build relationships and move forward. Mm. Mm. Karen? Well, I really like what Paul says about building relationships. And, of course, I wouldn't surround the word positive because that has other connotations for me. And, you know, I do like my despair. Um, <laughs> um, Can we not do something about that sometimes? No, it's, it's, it's kind of the source of wisdom, I think. I think it's... <laughs> So the thing that I could really stand behind and stand with, I hope, I love the title of social psychology. Mm. I, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that ticks all my boxes. Yeah, because for me, then I wonder when we're talking about the future, we're almost talking about the survival, or at least that's what it stirs up yeah. for me. It takes me to an existential place, you know, yeah, the yeah. future. What's going to happen? Is it going to be okay? Is it still going to be here in 20 years time? And, you know, the theory will always be there. Yeah. It's not going to go anywhere, but the community might not be. And the community is a system. And it seems for me, at least, that what we've been talking about really is the community and what goes on in the community, mm -hmm. because the theory probably does throw up issues for people, yeah. but it's the people 
that that stuff then goes on between. So I'm I'm just wondering about the systemic element here, and I'm I've got eyes locked on you, Debbie, because of course then yeah, we're really into talking about the organisational aspect of it. So I'd love to know what you think. Yeah, because I don't know that we are talking about the, the community. We're talking about a, a psychology which stands the field test of life. Mm. Yeah, people will still happen across TA. They will still find that, wow, this, you know, this thing about my critical parent in my head or these games, that will happen when everybody in this room has gone away from it. Mm. That will still be there and it will still stand the field test. So it, it may not be this community. It may be a different community. And Rosa Krauss talked recently in a paper that she wrote about the ability to life test it. Mm. And that's what I, I really believe, that it does change lives mm. and that that will always generate a community of interest. Mm. That's interesting. I was talking to Sylvie Monning in the counselling field a couple of weeks ago and she was saying she believes it's the, it's the bodies, the international and the national bodies that keep TA alive and that's why she's so passionate about okay. being involved in it. And I'm, I'm just throwing out a different opinion. And I, I think I agree that the theory will stand. I guess for me, when you shared that, Debbie, I thought I, and this might be my old being a, a minister and like enjoying preaching and proselytizing and all that sort of stuff. I feel like, and this is what the podcast is about, I want to be more than that. I want to, I want to share this. And I think it's a terrible name for what we do, transactional analysis, because we do so much more than analyze transactions. And I know it comes off the back historically of psychoanalysis but I it's so much more than just transactional analysis uh, maybe I'm, I'm rambling on aside but I, I think there is a part of community that makes a big difference to what we do in the future I think that's enormous I think there we're talking about inclusion as well and the more that people feel that sense of belonging did you want to yeah what's coming up for me is really to remind ourselves to walk the talk and to and it's as simple as that to analyze transactions and to be with what is in the moment and be real with one another and be courageous enough to be yeah vulnerable in front of others and to be real and I mean that's that's what we're doing isn't it yeah feels pretty vulnerable being up here yeah and it is it's true and I I, I sound like a like a closing statement now I think but <laughs> not what I'm doing not yet but yeah full stop <laughs> I think we're really good at analysing other people's transactions <laughs> <laughs> and I sometimes wonder how good we are at analysing our own well said well said how often do we self-reflect about the transactions yeah. we invite. Mm. And then share yeah. the outcome of this self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And say, well, yeah, it's really hard to say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Why? And sorry That's about that, hard. Nicole. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we are very good at that. That's why I think this is needed and this works. Mm -hmm. And that's why transactional an analysts are needed. Because mm. we're flawed in that respect and we are so much better when we're together analyzing each other's transactions yeah, and our own and we're not perfect are we man we're not well, well, some of us aren't anyway <laughs> yeah struggling with that but no <laughs> and when karen was responding i don't know whether it's vicky or nikki but vicky. to her reflections i was thinking actually hopefully this is a positive parallel that the dialogue that we are having here mm. can also model something that can go out within the community. Mm. Yeah. Well, this one will. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been something that we've been exceptionally passionate about as well as getting TA more well-known is bringing the fields together. Yeah. And one of the deals that Matt and I made when we started the podcast is that we would create equity between the episodes and the fields mm. where there isn't equity in numbers of trainees or practitioners um, and some of that is to fight the unconscious process that goes around that in the community yeah it's been very intentional on our part and to get these conversations going the first one we did was during covid we had a panel discussion across the four fields yeah for covid and i would like to add it's a 
podcast that's been supported by EATA and ICA <laughs> together. So yeah. it's a joint thing. Yeah. And again, we said we only were going to do that if they did it together. Yeah. Well Be done. Because that's again part of our mm -hmm. agenda is about bringing yeah, together. That's right. That's mm -hmm. time for the audience. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Great. So some more reflections, comments. In this part, the audience is sharing questions and comments and we're repeating them back. Yeah, so we're talking about technology and our relationship with technology and how that might be different or not across four fields. Okay, something for us to consider. Thank you, Ronan. So reflecting that is the idea of a fear of becoming we and losing myself in the yeah. process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. What if we had one field again instead of four? And is having four fields creating more harm than good? Thank you, Adrian. Do you have one more? Okay. Okay. So reflecting that back. Yeah, and I, I want to clarify that what we're discussing here is about the difference between counselling and psychotherapy in TA um, rather than world over because it's a particular difference in in the ta community and i suppose one of the things about ta is it almost has its own language so maybe that's something for karen and nicole to consider in a minute maybe you might share some of your thoughts but we just need to i just need to repeat that um question for the recording so you're curious about the clarity between the different roles in those fields of counseling and psychotherapy and how do we differentiate and and then the idea of choice about which field to choose so just repeating that back the curiosity or question about the regulations of various nations or or regions about psychotherapy and counseling and how that influences the choice okay what could training institutes do to unite the differences between the four fields did i get that right yeah Baron made a comment about the social and the social psychology label and the history and influence of radical psychology is what you're experiencing in this group or radical psychiatry, sorry, experiencing in this group conversation. Okay, great. So I guess we could have a brief discussion and then a, maybe a couple of closing comments. Nicole, did you, I wanted to ask you a question, which yes. is a sort of a merger of two questions two comments from Adrienne and from Chagall. Yeah. Okay. So um, I wanted to ask you, what would you lose if we lost the distinction between the four fields? What would you lose as a TA counsellor, if anything? That's a, That's a question, Karen. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> the misery... Misery. <laughs> <laughs> despair. Touché. <laughs> and, and despair. I don't think that was a personal comment. <laughs> I love it. You, you built that ramp. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I've got a mountain and to climb now, haven't I? <laughs> and I, uh, too. So that's one thing. And uh, I'm not too sure if I'm, I'm. I'm getting quite frightened when I hear. What if we only have one field? I I notice that I somatically think, oh, what, 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 what? No, uh, that's not what I meant. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think that needs to be um, investigated further. What, what would you lose? I would love to throw that. <laughs> that's um, honouring the labour that I've put in. Yeah. Because I did train originally as a TA counsellor. Mm for four or five years and then I went on and did I was a student forever I think I was saying last night in the bar and then I went on and did the psychotherapy training so there would be a, a loss of honoring my labor yeah mm. yeah I get that yeah. you see and you linked the weenus question to the one field mm. and I if I could get that weenus where the individuality was honored mm. in the relationship I would gladly give up my organisational title. Mm. If we could get that weenus where there is a real honouring 
of all the difference and in the individuality within the relationship. Count me in, Adrian. Cray. Paul. I'm, I'm just wondering if it's, it's semantics. Mm-hmm. Language. So, yeah, we, we could all be CTAs and PTSDAs and TSTAs, and we just happen to have a specialism. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a new discussion, Paul. Uh, do, do we do we need to be PTSDs? Yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get the nuance. Yeah. Out. yeah. You know, we yeah. could we could pass our CTA if we want to pass CTA. Do we get a CTA? Yeah. And it says in a little small print with a something specialism. You could have social sciences. You could have yeah. You could have all sorts of specialism. You could have you techie TA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of things. <laughs> yeah. What comes up for me is, I'll edit this out. It's great, I can do that. Piotr, we were having a conversation and he talked about how language can include and exclude. And I think care over our language, which is what I've experienced here, is such an important thing. And during the podcast, actually, Piotr used a word that he noticed himself excluded the other co-host and then he named it. And it was such an interesting dialogue. That's a plug for that podcast episode, by the way. <laughs> Please download it. It's a really great one. But I think our language is such an important part of this mm. and labels. There's something for me coming up now as well, though, around the fields and also thinking about Eric Byrne. Because transactional analysis is a field he created <laughs> in a sort of, from what I understand, rebellion. And Maybe there's something to the fields here as well in TA this, or the specialisms about this is what I do and this is how I do it. And it's because maybe like you were saying, Debbie, that's not honoured always mm-hmm. of its own accord. So Absolutely. there's a need to put a fence around it and protect it. Mm-hmm. And I, that's where I come back to that systemic aspect again, because there is something for me in TA around the founder and how that shows up from time to time. It reminds me of a story that I experienced many years ago when I started out leaving my German TA crowd and being curious in in other nations and being more in England. A senior colleague, I would say, I said, I would love to propose a workshop on Yukata Conference. And I was told, well, do you really want to do that as a counsellor? You might experience that nobody shows up because of the counselling field. So really think about that if that's a good idea. And I think we're past that. Mm. Yes. So I'm, I'm, so I'm here offering workshops. I'm here sitting on a panel. Yeah. There is silver lining there to overcome this, what you just... Yeah, well, spoke. you see, I think naming it helps yeah. because then it brings us into our awareness. Yeah. So if Eric is still around showing up, Maybe we should name that more Mm. and say, where is this coming from? Are other elders in the TA community who had a very strong influence Mm -hmm. and thinking about, is that dynamic still playing out and what impact is it having Mm. on now? In that article, the Bill Cornell one, I don't think it's all about burn. I think it was about the group and the dynamics and the history and making the best decisions, you know, not knowing that there was going to be four fields and there only being one initially. So... I do think the history is a really important aspect to be able to integrate that into our, how we move forward. What I'm getting from this at the end of the podcast is this real sense of energy and enthusiasm around the weeness and the labels or our expertise and our frame, and yet a greater sense of collaboration, a greater sense of belonging for all of us. So I'm going to close it out now just to invite you each to give us a closing comment on your reflection on the discussion we've had what does the future of TA look like across the four fields I think for me it's a privilege and a passion and and I think there is a real privilege to be here and you know to be amongst this community there's a passion in terms of working and sharing with people from the other fields and really having that dialogue and relationship. Mm, great. I've got this memory of um, when Ukraine, the Ukrainian army managed to blow up the bridge. And so I'm thinking about the importance of repairing bridges where they need to be repaired, building bridges where they need to be built, and keeping distinctive identities and roles whatever we call them, we may continue to call them fields or not, but 
I'm kind of all for keeping the bridges going. Mm. Great. Mm. Yeah, I resonate a lot with that, Karen. When I became a ATA delegate, I said, I want to be a bridge builder between, mm. well, the National Association mm. and the ATA and the people and fields. And Yeah, what does the future of TA look like across all four fields? I hope the abbreviation of the fields will be L-O-V-E sometime. Because <laughs> I really think let's love each other and be curious. And you're smiling because you know that I would say love. Love. <laughs> love. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's so important for me to really connect. And love doesn't mean not critical. Not at all. On the contrary, really dare to love each other and be real. Thank okay. you. Being a scientist and a physicist, yeah. I think about field theory mm. and Lewin and we have an opportunity to, to create a field mm. yeah in terms of a generator field and with a co-creative TA it's all about us being honest and present centered because if we know we don't that field disappears mm. and I think there's an opportunity for us to actually come together positively as a community and generate a fantastic TA field. Mm. Because if we do that, it becomes more than the sum of the parts. Mm. Great. Thank you. Thank I you all. Like doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you all so much okay. for being willing to be vulnerable enough to join us on the mm. stage here for our first ever live recording <laughs> um, hopefully it's all been recorded <laughs> fine <laughs> if not we're we'll not come doing back it again, do it again. <laughs> but thank you okay. round thank of applause you, for our panelists great job as always if you found anything in today's episode interesting please feel free to reach out you can visit our website, which has lots of information and resources, transactionalanalysispodcast.com. You can connect with us on all major platforms, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And you can email us at threepeopleinyourhead at gmail.com using the number three rather than the word. If you aren't already, please follow us wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening. This is sponsored by the International Transactional Analysis Association. You can find more information on the ITAA at www.itaworld.org and the European Association for Transactional Analysis. You can find more information on IATA at www.eatanews.org.